episode 276 on Monday the 24th of February 2014. I am your host still, Stephen Lighton, uh, and we are still going to do the news. Anyway, new coffees added to the site this week. Uh, we've added a Bolivian Peabree, which I think will be coming to an In My Mug to you soon. Uh, but I've also added one that won't be coming to an In My Mug. Um, as it is so small and tiny, it is the very definition of a nano lot. Um, I think we've got about three or four bags of it. Not enough to even fulfill subscribers, let alone get it on the site. And I really wanted to share with you. It comes from Colombia. It's called Finca La es uh, Esperanza. Um, a super delicious coffee. Um, uh, owned by a guy called El Alfonso Yara and his family. You should definitely try it before it runs away. It's one that um, I'm very excited about and I think you should definitely try. Don't forget, you can still win tickets for the London Coffee Festival every week on the run-up to it in April. Um, this week, I'm going to be looking for a screen grab. What's a screen grab? Well, I'm going to show you, um, uh, well, basically a screen grab is where you pause the video. So I'm doing something like, like that all. And you pause it. You take a screen picture of it and you send it in to us uh, of me doing something silly. Uh, and then we put it into something like this. So I'm going to show you an example now on the screen so you can see that there. So this is a one that we've done, which is one from uh, we did a few weeks ago. So um, when you've done that, email it through to us, uh, through the normal channels, through the website, uh, and you may get chosen for two tickets next week for the London Coffee Festival to be on my special VIP guest list. You can choose your day that you want to come. So it's either Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Um, on the Sunday I'm doing a live in my mug and you get to see the UKBC finals which I'll also be participating in as the MC. Uh, I'm also doing um, some uh, event on Saturday, so some training stuff uh, and I'm also doing the Brewers Cup on Friday. So there's loads of reasons to come and, come and say hi, so yeah. Anyway, let's look at the last week's winner who will get two tickets for the festival uh, on a day of their choice and this one came in from Dan Brunt. Uh, and you may remember last week I asked for an Ask Dale question and Dan came in with when preparing for a barista competition other than simply delicious coffee what characteristics are you looking for in the coffee um, uh, that you can use in your presentation um, and to try and set you apart from the competition so let's hear what Dale has to say Hello, I'm not going to do the mask. So, Dale has given me his reply to this. And basically Dale says that tasty coffee is a really important place to start. Um, because without tasty coffee, there's, you know, on the score sheet, there are lots of points for taste. Um, but what Dale looks for is, is, like he says, that he's very lucky that working in a roastery, he can kind of see the coffees that are coming, but also have much closer relationships and access to the producers, which allows him to, uh, I'm trying to remember what he said to me, to give you, uh, it gives him a hook. So he's looking for something that is interesting him at the moment. So for instance, the coffee he's using um, for the semi-finals at London Coffee Festival is uh, a, a coffee that he's been working with the producer for the last kind of nine months on doing something special to the harvest. Um, 
and um, it's talking about the way that we can improve specialty coffee. So that was his hook in, and he uses the example of like in World Barista Championships, the performances that always stand out are the ones that have a message um, um, and have a very good, solid base for a reason for using the coffee. But the coffee has to be delicious. So th there we go. And that was Ask Dale. Amazing El Dolfo Esperanza loving Dale asking London Coffee Festival loving news. So we're focusing on, and we're back on Brazil this month. As you know, we kind of had a little bit of a break, but we've dived back in while I was travelling. But we're back into Brazil, and this month we're going to be this month this week we're going to focus on the varietal of Bourbon. So the origin of uh, Bourbon may be from the island of Bourbon, maybe from Ethiopia. Uh, Bourbon is now called Reunion, um, but was uh, named after the Bourbon family of France or somewhere like that, um, and has lots and lots of subvarietals coming from it. It's fairly risk at risk of pest and disease. It's a decidedly average yield, um, but the cut profile tends to be amazing. Um, and really works well in places like Brazil is somewhere that I've kind of seen some great uh, examples. Yellow Bourbon tends to give a higher yield than the red um, and orange derivatives, um, although the red is the most prevalent. Has very close links to lots of delicious coffees, so SL28 has its boots firmly in the Bourbon camp, as does Tipica, Katura, Pacas, Villasachi. Um, and in the right environment, uh, the yield can be very good and the cup profile can be even better. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that some of my favorite, favorite coffees of all time have come from the Bourbon varietal. For me, it is the most consistent uh, of all the varietals and one that I'm always excited to see on the cupping table and one I'm always very excited to see from Brazil. So that was our focus on. Um, and um, actually, before we do move on from focus on, we, the cup characteristics tends to be kind of uh, medium body, uh, balanced, tends to be typically sweet um, uh, and lends itself very well, it seems, to, for me, for espresso-based coffees, so for espresso and cappuccino. And this week's coffee comes from, uh, comes from the Bourbon Varietal, but or it comes, comes from Brazil, comes from the Pulp Natural uh, processing method, um, and uh, is from the Vieira family, uh, who've specialised for three generations in producing amazing, amazing coffee. And the ship is now headed by uh, Aldolfo, who we saw a few episodes back, um, actually was sitting here uh, thinking I was slightly mental. And um, he's one of the most progressive coffee growers in Brazil. He's amazing. Um, in order to guarantee quality, he pays well. He keeps the right team together, gets the right people, but he also has things like uh, good living accommodation for the workers. Uh, there's a school within the farm. There's healthcare. There's a, the, there's you know they do education not just for the kids but for families as well. Um, they also take their environmental responsibilities really seriously. There's a native forest set aside in the farm that is protected um, and gets lots of visits from like children and ecologists and uh, like uh, tourists. Um, 
they regularly plant not just new coffee trees but new trees around the farm as well um, they maintain their water uh, water sources well may, but they need them they don't want to pollute their own water but um, they maintain the local ecosystem which I think is really important um, unusually for Brazil Paseo actually picks all of its coffee by hand and only does it when the cherries reach their you know, advanced stage of ripeness um, and they won't pick the green beans. Now what happens a lot in Brazil, they'll have mechanical pickers which will just go along and suck everything out. But on Paseo, they're very careful to make sure that they pick the right ones uh, and by hand. They, uh, for the pulp natural, they then uh, pulp the cherries, leave them to dry um, uh, on patios, uh, still with all of the mucilage over them. Um, and then once it's dried, they then move it to resting bins for at least 60 days. Uh, so they have these big oak resting bins that they just put the parchment in and leave it there just to stabilize, just for the, te the, the water activity to just even out. Um, and then it's milled just before export and, um, and then it comes to us here in the UK. So the farm has lots of different varietals on the farm. This is a Bourbon, um, which is an heirloom varietal, but they also have Ruby, they also have Topazio, uh, they also have Katura, they also have Katayi, uh, they've also Mundanovu. Um, so they have a whole heap of different coffees on the farm. Um, this lot was processed on its own, uh, just with the Bourbon, um, separated throughout the process to make sure that uh, it did maintained all of its distinctive characteristics um, and just gave the cut profile that you'd expect. So the farm is called uh, Fazenda Paseo. Uh, this uh, is a 100% Bourbon uh, pulp natural. Um, it is uh, an altitude of 1,100 to 1,200 meters above sea level. Currently the custodian is Aldolfo Vieira Fiera. Uh, the nearest city is Alfinas. It comes from the very famous coffee-grown region of Minas Gerais, which is in Brazil. So I think that is all of the bits that uh, you need to know. Before we move on to the map bit, back due to no demand whatsoever, it's time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Stephen hasn't let me talk on this for quite a while, but I'm back, don't you know? So I'm going to come back with a geography fact. Did you know that Brazil borders every single country in South America apart from Chile and Ecuador? It's nice to see him back, isn't it? I've missed Roland. Yeah, Roland should do more daft facts, I think. I think we may we may resurrect his daft factness. Um, but now it is time for the never finishing, never disappearing mat bit. Mat bit? Maybe mat bit. So here we are. The same old view. Now you're getting used to my face waving you off, but we're going up and uh, we're going to go into Google Earth. There's good old Blighty. Um, and we're going to cross the... Atlantic Ocean and we're going to Brazil um, the big old mother of a country that is Brazil it is a huge huge place um, gross coffee kept kind of fairly low down the map as well it's, you can't go a great deal lower than where a lot of these farms are but let's look at the facts so it has the most recorded number of species of monkey in the world um, I like monkey facts we need more monkey facts um, but we're going down to the state of Minas Gerais. Uh, Minas is well known for its very fine coffee. It's a huge area of uh, 
226,000 square miles. I don't like square miles. I prefer square kilometers, but I'm going to use square miles on this one. So we're going down and um, we're going to go and kind of get right down into the farm here. So we're down into Paseo. Another win from Google Earth. I mean, just look at all the detail we have there of the farm and you can see the manicured grounds. And this is what farms in Brazil look like because they're of the way that they're set up and the temperatures and how low down it is. You don't need as much shade. So you can really see the coffee trees and the outline of the farm and gives you that extra detail. And for some reason, the the uh, Google satellite seems to like focusing on Brazil a lot. I'm not spreading any rumours about the Google satellites spying on Brazil, but they are spying on Brazil. Um, so here we can see the, the border of Minas Gerais and uh, Cachoeira is just across the border. You've got Inglaterra down there and we'd, uh, we've got Paseo and that was the map bit. So the wheel of death stroke discovery. It still lives. Gosh knows how. So, oh, last time we had Presso, so I'm gonna replace that with the stock room. And um, where it goes, nobody knows. And I kind of care, because I don't want it to be a, oh, Chemex, Woohoo! I win. Oh, geez, I always win. So uh, it is the Chemex. Can you see the relief on my face? I'm gonna brew a Chemex, as I am the king of Chemex. And um, I'll be back with you in just a moment. So I'm back and I'm gonna dive straight into the espresso. Do you know what I like about this coffee? It doesn't show off. It's delicious, it's chocolatey, it's smooth and balanced, but it, there's no kind of funky taste going on there. There's nothing silly going on. It's just a really good, sweet, chocolatey, delicious espresso. Mm. So much so I'm gonna finish it. Um, I'm gonna go straight into the milk. Again, it just does what it should do. It's easy to drink, it, you can sup it, and it's nice. Um, it's really nice. That's great. That is awesome. Now I'm going to go into the brood. I've dug out my In My Mug episode 200 mug that... I can't remember who sent it me now. But it was amazing. And um, yeah, I still love using this mug. It still amazes me that I can get 276. Crazy. See, it's just easy. It's like chocolate. It's like milk chocolate. Milk chocolate, sweet, smooth, delicious coffee. Like if somebody likes sugar in their coffee, they would not have sugar in this, I don't think. It's just so sweet. It is perfect for the home espresso machine. Like, it will forgive so much. Uh, temperature changes, not perhaps a quite right dose, quite kind of the right uh, tamp. Like it just forgives stuff. Perfect for the bean to cup machine. If you have a bean to cup machine, I'd love to hear how you're getting on with this coffee. Um, I think it would just work amazingly well. Right, uh, I am done. Uh, look, quick one this week, I think. It's good. Um, so I'm going to wrap up. The, all that is left to say is life is definitely too short for bad coffee. hasn't let me talk on this for quite a while, but I'm back, you know. So, did you know that... So, 